You're listening to Last Word Soccer Club Radio. Only here, lastwordonsports.com. What's up, Internet? Welcome to another episode of the Last Word Soccer Club Radio. We are brought to you by lastwordonsports.com, the beautiful game network, Icarus FC, and Roughneck Scarves. We are coming at you time of recording Sunday night in the midst of the match day two of the FIFA World Cup 2022 in Qatar. And all of the CONCACAF teams have wrapped up, so we thought this would uh, be a good time to just chat about what's been going on in in the second match day, some scenarios, um, and then, you know, just have a little bit of fun back and forth more than likely between myself and Jamie Rook from the USA-England game. Um, We are able to have peace on this podcast because of that draw. So I am not alone tonight. As I mentioned, Jamie Rook is here, also Raheem Bashir. Um, gentlemen, Jamie, start with you over across the pond. I know we're going to talk about that England game soon, but just, my friend, how are you? Are you are you recovered from the draw? And how have you been enjoying the World Cup so far? Yeah, well, good, thank you, I think. Yeah, after the, the highs of kicking things off with a 6-2 win, it wasn't... It wasn't the most glamorous game against against the US, but um, good to get a point at the same time and keep keep many friendships here with last word on soccer that could otherwise have been ruined. Yeah, I'm all good, thank you. Yes, definitely keeping the friendships is good between the last word soccer club family. Um, Raheem Bashir, you don't have as much good news with Canada. We'll be touching on that later, but. In general, how are you enjoying the World Cup and um, how are you doing? Uh, yeah, it's uh, interesting uh, watching the World Cup. Um, you know, previous World Cups, I either supported England or Japan. Um, I, I actually have um, family in England, so I normally support England. So it's interesting supporting Canada for the very first time in a FIFA World Cup. Yeah, what Canada making their their first World Cup in in thirty six years is 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 incredible. Um, not going to make anybody call out their ages here, but I know that's definitely before my lifetime. Um, that was the last uh, World World Cup for sure um, that Canada has been in. But we're we're excited for a, a fun show tonight. We're going to be like I said, we're going to talk about these group stage games. We're going to talk about match day two games. Um, Again, we are talking about this while the match day two is technically still happening, but our focus here on Last Word Soccer Club Radio is uh, the CONCACAF team. So all the CONCACAF teams have, have wrapped up. So just quickly before um, we toss it to everybody um, for, their, um, for their opinions and their analysis, um, just a couple of scores from these games that are of note and that are important. So in group B, which is the United States' group, um, Wales and Iran, Iran beat Wales two, or, or Wales, oh my gosh. Iran beat Wales two to nothing. Wales also got a red card in that game. Goalkeeper Hennessy came out for a little bit of a crazy tackle um, and was given a red card. Um, England and the United States, as we'll talk about here shortly, drew 0-0. Um, excited to definitely get into the nuts and bolts of that one with Jamie Rook. Um, in 
ba, 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 group C, we have Argentina beating Mexico 2-0, Lionel Messi getting a goal in the World Cup after a, I keep wanting to say week one instead of match day one, uh, but match day one defeat to Saudi Arabia. Um, Saudi Arabia lost to Poland. Robert Lewandowski got his first World Cup goal. Clap, clap, clap. Snap, snap, snap for him. Um, the longtime prolific goal scorer in club finally scored for country in a World Cup. So um, Poland um, and Argentina both getting big wins in Group C. In Group E, this one is one of the more funkier ones. Um, after getting handed an absolute smacker in match day one by Spain, a 7-0 loss, Costa Rica comes back and beats Japan 1-0. I'll be talking about that game here shortly. And of course, shout out to the Japanese fans for always cleaning up after themselves and keeping the stadiums pristine and beautiful. They are one of the epitomes of class in the beautiful game, and you love to see it. Um, we have Spain and Germany tying. I remember when we did our preview show I talked about oh Costa Rica won't even get a point in this group and now all of a sudden um as we'll talk about later they could very well <laughs> they could top the group um it's amazing football is amazing and then group F uh Raheem you might want to close your ears for this one um Morocco beat Belgium two nothing in a result I think shocked a lot of people um and then Croatia beating Canada Four to one, Raheem, I hate to tell you, but 41 is my lucky number, um, which eliminates Canada from contention in the knockout round. So the top team in CONCACAF is going to be playing for pride in the last of the group stage games. So those are just some of the scores from around um, with the CONCACAF teams and around their groups. But we're going to start um, with, with two of the teams from CONCACAF in our analysis that have the most chance of moving on or have probably the craziest groups. So we're going to start with Jamie. And Jamie, why don't you tell us just your thoughts from the England match, what you noticed, and just just your analysis from it all? Well, I think one thing that's always apparent when either England or the US are playing is that both sets of fans are on social media anyway always particularly vocal and it's always as if no one can do any right and Greg Berhalter has got a lot of criticism over the last few months no matter what he's done and it's similar in England to be honest Gareth Southgate has been arguably the most successful manager to not win anything with England yet every decision he makes he gets lambasted for and I guess that's part and parcel of the game but it's it's still quite quite hard to fathom that someone that's done so well for the country does still get slaughtered for every decision. I think that, and I think that came to the fore again this time because there's obviously a lot of the English snobbery and that was that was quite prevalent against the US English fans assuming that it would be a walkover, especially having put six past around. Yeah, the expectations were high and then and they were was almost quite deflating. But for my personal opinion, obviously having having my own ties to the US national team through MLS links, it's it's not actually that bad a result at all. It's it's not a loss, which is the main thing. It's not another team in the group picking up three points, which are hard, hard to come by. And then yeah, it's a simple fact of not guaranteed to qualify, but England are looking pretty, pretty comfortable at the top of the group. And then it's more of a case of going to that final game that 
Iran USA will be the will be the one to watch. Yeah, the annoying thing being that the final group games are on at the same time, so having to decide between watching Wales and US Iran will be a tough one. But um, yeah, from the game itself, I think as the score and suggests, it certainly wasn't the most entertaining game, and it's not the first no one at this tournament either, which is another storyline entirely. But um, yeah, it was a case of two teams in some ways caring more about not losing than winning, which is understandable in tournament football. And there were a number of, from the English point of view anyway, a fair few players that underwhelmed, but then some players, especially on the defensive end, that that shone. And I think the same goes for the US. There was a fair few players on social media getting a lot of a lot of praise and rightly so. So I think yeah, from both points of view, it's definitely not a bad result at all. Um, the the Wales game for the US was probably the bigger one without wanting to be a big headed England were going to be the team the team to beat the the big dog in the group. So I think yeah, with with both having all to play for and a lot of expectancy and positivity going into the last game. You can't complain and yeah, it's the nature of tournament football that teams don't wanna um don't wanna lose and don't wanna drop points, especially I think a lot of the a lot of the ideology on social media has been about England, USA and England Wales being almost two rivalries for us. So that it's it's more than just a game at the end of the day, there's there's a lot of reputation on the line. So I think yeah, the the bottom line is it's not a bad result at all. Yeah, I completely agree with you, Jamie. Um, I think, you know, the USA were definitely propelled a little bit by the earlier result with um, Iran beating Wales after that 1-1 draw that definitely should have been a one nothing win for the United States. Of course, that penalty given up by Walker Zimmerman did not help them. Um, but I think, you know, it's funny. I, I, I've talked to a couple English people, my friend Dylan Walsh included, um, and he, I remember after the game, he said, wow, that was really boring. And as an American fan, I was like, wow, that was really exciting. Because I think a lot of us American fans were like, oh, they're just going to sit back and defend the whole time. They're going to sit in a really, really deep block and they're going to just defend. Um, but the United States, it wasn't just one counter, two counters, um, a couple quick opportunities. They were act. they didn't dominate possession, but I think they actively... Um, we're pressing against goal, pressing against Pickford. Um, of course, you know, Pulisic had that shot that absolutely rattled the crossbar. Um, but at the same time, you know, I don't remember who shot it, Jamie, but very early in the game, Walker Zimmerman made a pretty much game-saving, goal-saving um, clearance in the box with his feet, which certainly made me nervous a little bit after that uh, penalty that he gave up. But yeah, I think it's a good result for for both teams. I think you know, technically England doesn't punch their group yet or, or ticket yet to the knockout stage, but I think they're pretty much good as gone um, in the knockout or going to the knockout round, I should say, um, with that result with Iran and, and Wales. Um, but I mean, I, I think it's I think it's one of those things that a lot of people thought that they were going to get all nine points. And I think a lot of people myself even included have looked at this group and said like ah you know what it's easily going to be England USA and right now the standing breed England Iran um and USA so um as we know the beautiful game certainly has its twists and turns and and you never you never really know what's going to happen um on that theme 
moving on to uh, another group, I think group E, yeah, group E, Costa Rica has a very real shot of topping this group. Um, Costa Rica got absolutely shellacked in their first game with Spain, 7-0. Definitely hurts the goal differential. They have a minus six goal differential, and I believe that is the worst out of every single team um, in the group stages. I think Cutter is close behind with a negative. They're either a negative four or negative three, but Cutter is, is somewhat close behind. Um, but Spain absolutely schlacks Costa Rica, and then Costa Rica comes back and beats Japan uh, earlier today, again, time of recording being on Sunday, um, a, a Japanese team that beat a very, very talented German team. So it was definitely a result that not a lot of people saw coming. Um, Alexi Lawless was pounding his fists and screaming about how, oh, Costa Rica should be ashamed of themselves um, for the performance that they had against Spain. And of course, it's nothing to be proud about for Costa Rica. But guys, on the preview podcast, I said this team isn't going to come in and get a single point. And I would love to be proven wrong. And so far, I'm proven wrong. And very realistically, this is a German team that has struggled in the group stage and doesn't look as good. They're an older team. Yes, they have the experience, but do they have the legs? Um, and so with that said, um, with that said, Costa Rica could very well beat them and move up in the standings, even if Costa Rica and Germany were to uh, maybe tie, then that would put Costa Rica pending a, a result, the, the Japan and Spain result, it could move them up to second place and get them through uh, to the knockout rounds. So Costa Rica, again, very real possibility of advancing after after losing their opening game 7-0. It's kind of crazy. Um, but a lot of people, again, too, and Germany kind of have the same problem. They're, they're very much um, older teams um, and not a lot of youth, and the youth that they do have isn't really seeing the minutes that they should be seeing. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting game for them. Okay, so that's that's pretty much the whole detail about Costa Rica and their Cinderella story. Once again, um, they might be able to replicate what they did in 2014, but um, we're going to talk now about um, Canada and their game against Croatia. Canada, of course, losing four uh, to one. They are officially out of contention for the knockout round. So um, Raheem, go ahead and tell us about um, Canada and Croatia. So um, the Canada-Croatia game, um, before I talk about the Canada-Croatia game, um, so the Canada-Belgium game, uh, the television ratings was uh, 3.7 million. So this is the most watched FIFA World Cup group stage match on record. Uh, according to preliminary overnight data from numerous. And uh, Matt Young from CTV said that this is the second most watched um, game, the Canada-Belgium game uh, this year. The only one that is more than that was the this year's Super Bowl. So that means that the viewership was more than the Grey Cup, uh, which, which was contested uh, one or two weeks ago between the Toronto Argonauts and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. 
So um, this is uh, the viewership, especially since this was on a work day, I believe, in the afternoon. So this was uh, quite a big viewership. Um, so the Canada-Croatia game, uh, there was some pre-game kind of controversy. Um, I won't say it, but John Herdman said some colorful language. And what happened was uh, it kind I think it galvanized a Croatian team. And uh, Canada scored early. Um, Alfonso Davies um, scored the first ever uh, goal for Canada in a FIFA World Cup. And then um, Croatia kind of took over from there. Um, what I noticed is that Croatia's midfield, I think, took over the game. Um, it does feel like, you know, with Canada losing this game, that Belgium game felt like a loss because, well, it was a loss, but um, Canada dominated the Belgium game uh, for most parts of the game. They took advantage of the speed. It felt like Croatia took advantage of Canada's lack of speed, maybe with the Tiba Hutchinson in the midfield. So, um, and I also think Croatia um, wanted to prove a point to um, Canada, and that's why Canada's out of the World Cup. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I didn't know about the comments of John Herdman until I saw the quote um, from Kramerich, and I was in the car um, with my friend and my boyfriend, and I was like, I'm clearly missing a piece to the puzzle, um, and then I saw John Herdman's quote, and I was like, oof. That's a lot of confidence for a team that did not win their opening game, but alas, um, Canada topped the group qualifying in CONCACAF. They did not in their group in the World Cup. They are officially out of contention. A team that is till, till, still technically in contention um, is Mexico, and Mexico Mexico is a really interesting story. Um, they are currently in last place in Group C, but, and they would need a lot to do this, they could technically be on top of the group. Um, Mexico, though, still has a very real chance of making it into that second place spot um, over Argentina, but again, a lot of things need to happen. I think Group C, along with um, of course, and, and you know, I'm biased and everything, but I, I don't think a lot of people thought Costa Rica's group was going to have, I, I guess, turn out the way that it has. Um, but I think Group C is definitely one of the more entertaining groups to be watching in the last match day. Um, with Poland and Argentina playing on Wednesday and uh, Saudi Arabia and Mexico playing at the same time, 2 p.m. Eastern. Um, on Wednesday. It really comes down for me to the Poland and Argentina game. Um, of course, you know, that's the nice thing about the group stage in their last game is that it both games for your respective groups are played at the same time. So really, no matter what, you're you're basically having two setups, two TVs, two monitors, whatever it may be, um, open at the same time watching these games because one is going to affect the other. Um, and so Poland and Argentina currently occupy spots one and two, respectively, in Group C. And Mexico, of course, playing Saudi Arabia. And as we've learned from Saudi Arabia, as we've learned from Costa Rica, as we've learned from Morocco, you can't doubt these teams that people just expected to be steamrolled. You know, Saudi Arabia getting a huge win over Argentina. Argentina coming back and beating Mexico. Poland beating Saudi, Saudi Arabia. I mean, it is 
group C is just a lot of chaos, just like how uh, group EE is with Spain, Japan, Costa Rica, and Germany. But I don't, I, it's so hard. I, in a way, I do kind of wish that the game was, the Poland-Argentina game was at 10 o'clock so we could just know. But I, I don't necessarily see Mexico moving out of this group. I do think Poland and Argentina finish um in, in in one and two I honestly think those two sides draw so that Poland and Argentina would finish with um five and, and four points respectively um even if Mexico were to get a win over Saudi Arabia they would need they would need about I think three or four goals to um take that second place spot away from Argentina because of goal differential they're kind of in the hole um albeit not a huge hole with negative two um goal differential but I am not putting money down to cast out the Saudis by any means. They showed a lot of heart in that game against Argentina. They showed a lot of heart in the game against Poland. Um, the result just didn't go in their favor and they couldn't stop Lewandowski. Um, kind of crazy how they could stop Messi, but not Lewandowski. Um, so Group C is, is going to shape up to be uh, definitely um, an interesting one and a wild finish uh, to say the least. Um, but we're we're gonna move on from really talking about um, the games that have been played and focus on the games that are going to be played. We have talked a little bit about some different scenarios here, but we're gonna start um, with, with Group B in England and Iran in the top two spots right now. United States sitting um, in number three with two points. Um, Jamie, how do you see? group b rounding out what what is your prediction and and just kind of talk me through these these uh last last two matches in the group with england playing uh their neighbor wales and then the united states and iran because iran has to come in has to be coming in with a lot of confidence right i mean yeah iran are definitely of the four teams the biggest talking point it would have been easy enough to write them off from the start there was Obviously, a fair bit known about Wales with Gareth Bale at the four and then the USA, this somewhat golden generation, but European fans and American fans wouldn't be too clued up on the round. There's the odd player, Meli Tuomi, for example, that plays at front for Porto in the Champions League, is clearly very capable, as he showed so far in this tournament, but the general consensus on the round would be that it'd be easy enough to assume they'd finish bottom because... They're not as well known, but they've clearly they've proved that wrong. Yet they conceded six to England, and at times looked quite poor and looked looked quite uh, lackluster at the back. But they still managed to get those two goals, and then they come out and do what they did against Wales. Obviously, as you mentioned earlier, helped by that Wayne Hennessy red card. But then, yeah, they get the two goals at the death, and all are still to play for, and they'll fancy themselves to get a result against the US, which obviously would then see themselves advance, assuming that um, England beat Wales, which is the likely result. But I mean, yeah, Iran are definitely the team to watch out for because they've already exceeded expectations to even get a one win. So why can't they do it again? The US themselves will be pr pretty confident. They've shown, obviously with two draws already, they've shown a, a defensive solidity. I think that maybe some people didn't expect the... The whole, the whole um, perception of an MLS defender like Walker Zimmerman may, may go up after this tournament, and rightly so. And then, yeah, they've done well going forward, as you said. 
Pulisic hit the woodwork and there was there was good play from the US against England. So and also against Wales. So there is definitely a chance for them to to be a threat at both ends. And I think that's got to be the game to watch. Whereas obviously, as you said, England versus Wales is somewhat of a derby. Iran USA could go either way. It, it really could be one of the best games of the group stages so far because all is on the line. And then over to England Wales and as an Englishman, I'd like to think it should be it should be an English win and no questions asked. But um, was it six years ago now at the Euros when it took a Daniel Sturridge scrappy goal at the last minute just to just to beat the Welsh after Bale scored a free kick from 30, 40 odd yards. So like we've we've seen in the past that this fiction never is easy. And as I said, is the case with England US, but even more so that derby feel and that derby factor, even for even for the countries is is huge. And the one word would be that England approach it as a as a derby almost a must must not lose. Whereas if they approach it like they did the Iran game, then they could they could easily do the same to Wales. This is a Wales team with a lot of good good players, but there's there are certain individuals out there that won't be up to scratch with the likes of Harry Kane, Raheem Sterling, and Bukayo Saka. So I think yeah, England should really be going for the juggler, so to speak, and expecting to come out on top with a few goals in their favour. So I mean, yeah, as I said, USA Iran is definitely the game to watch. I'm, I'm gonna have to, yeah, as you said, double screen it because that's gonna be that's gonna be one spicy affair. And so yeah, I think anything can happen in these games, which is a cliche, but it's the beauty of the World Cup. All four of these countries could do anything from these 90 minutes coming up. So yeah, it's definitely Group B is definitely one of the ones to watch. Does Iran or does the United States make it through, Jamie? Uh, I'm gonna have to say the United States. Why not? Are you just saying that because you want to keep it friendly here on the podcast, James? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I believe. I believe in. I believe what they've got going on. They've got a lot of a lot of top grass players in that pitch, which are often overlooked by the Euro snobs. So I'm excited for someone like Weston McKenney or Eunice Musa to pop up and make the difference. Good stuff, Jamie. Appreciate that. And of course, all the Americans here at the Last Word Soccer Club Radio, Last Word on Sports, appreciate your backing. Always good to have Jamie Rook in our corner. Um, kind of kind of talked about it a little bit with Group E, but this one is, is going to be the bonkers game to watch. Of course, Costa Rica taking on Germany, two older squads, like I said, um, facing off one another. It's kind of do or die, really, for both teams. Um, my heart is telling me to pick Costa Rica to win this game and to get the six points, but I also see Spain beating uh, Japan. So I think I think it'll finish with Spain with seven points and Costa Rica with with six points. And Groupie would love to see that. Wouldn't be upset um, if Japan finished in that second place spot. Um, I, I do think it is definitely, and and I'll let our friends last word on football talk about. Um, the German squad, but it is definitely cause for concern that Germany could be going out into consecutive group stages, um, that the curse of 2018 kind of carrying over. But I, I mean, the game between Costa Rica and Germany, it's one of those where, of course, they can't play like they did against Spain, but they also need to be better than what they were against 
Japan. Of course, they got the game-winning goal, but it came in the 85th minute, and they almost let up uh, an equalizer there in the 90th minute. Um, so they have to be careful. They have to be a little bit sharper on defense. Would like to see some younger subs get in. Um, I promise there are other players on the team other than Brian Ruiz, um, although he is a legend, uh, very rightfully so for the Costa Rican national team um, and just Costa Rica in general. But I would like to see some of those younger guys get in and make an impact and hopefully propel Costa Rica to a wild, wild group E finish. I said that when I predicted Costa Rica wouldn't come out with any points, I said I would love to be proven wrong, and hopefully I am proven wrong so the Ticos um, can advance. So um, so I'm going to go back to back here just because Canada is out of the World Cup in regard to the knockout round, and so talk real quick just about any prediction that I have for Poland, Argentina, Saudi Arabia, um, and Mexico. Again, I think Poland and Argentina finish in the top two in the group. I could see Mexico, I, I could see them giving Saudi Arabia a run for their money, but I think the two of them draw, uh, to be completely honest with you. I honestly think both games here in Group C are going to finish with draws. Don't know what the scoreline is going to be, but I think they do finish in draws with Poland um, and Lionel Messi trying to lift a World Cup trophy. Um, but with that said, I'm no expert on Mexico, so I'm not going to sit here and talk and pretend like I know what I'm talking about. But even though they are out of contention, um, Raheem, Canada, obviously playing for pride. They don't really have anything to lose. Morocco, of course, four points. Um, Croatia also with four points. Um, and they're standing Belgium hot on their heels with three points. Uh, how do you see Group F shaping up? Um. I actually see Belgium finishing third. Um, I think for Canada, that was a missed opportunity with Belgium. Um, Morocco has looked really impressive uh, beating uh, Belgium. And um, um, I'm going to pick Canada to, um, I guess, uh, lose against Morocco 1-0. Uh, I'd like to be proven wrong uh, with uh, with Morocco, but um, if Canada is able to win that game, uh, it would be quite uh, memorable for the Canadian sports scene because it's important to note that Canada has never gotten a result, a draw or a win in a FIFA World Cup, either in this one so far or the 1986 one. So if Canada is able to get a win, I, I think people, Canadians would be very happy with that. Ending on a high note would certainly be beneficial to Canada showing that they have a right to be at the World Cup after, again, topping the group in CONCACAF in the octagonal. Gentlemen, we are going to move on to um, Pickums. I think most of us have done this already, but we are going to do a couple scores here. So I think we're just going to stick for the CONCACAF games um, in this one. Of course, you know, all of the, the group games being very important, but for the sake of time, um, we're just going to stick with the CONCACAF games. So uh, Iran and the United States, Jamie, who do you have and why? It's, as I said earlier, it's, it's going to be tight and it really could go either way, but I think um, 
it'll be as many games have been so far very very narrow hard to call for 60 or so minutes and then uh, the US's substitutes will maybe make the difference and the US will edge Iran out 2-1 let's say 2-1 to one, I sure hope you're right Jamie Raheem United States Iran who wins well, actually, before this group began, I thought Iran was in a second England first. But now looking at how U.S. played against England, I think the U.S. can get a result against Iran. So I'm going to say 2-1. I am going to say the United States win 2-0. I think a nice cushiony win will give them a lot of confidence heading into the group stage and i really really hope i'm right <laughs> although jamie's prediction um definitely won't be on on deaf ears as as well um moving on that game by the way on tuesday november 29th hard to believe november is already winding down and then on november 30th the last day in the month we have Saudi Arabia taking on Mexico. Um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with a, a one one draw between these two sides. Jamie. I know it's a boring scoreline, so I've gone with it already, but I'm gonna say two one again, but I'm gonna say it's in favor of Saudi Arabia. I think obviously it was a it was a major, major event and they got themselves up for it. Rightly so against Argentina, and they. Well, I didn't see. I didn't see the Poland game, but I feel like they'll easily be able to do that again and bring that energy to the table. Mexico have some age, Asian players in certain positions, and I. Yeah, I just don't think. I don't think they're all that, and all honestly, so whilst I think they'll score, maybe a bit of chocolate on in magic. I think Saudi Arabia will win and ultimately advance to the knockouts against all odds. Raheem. Um, I'm going to say zero zero draw. Zero zero for Saudi Arabia and Mexico. Um, saw a picture the other day, the last two players to score for Mexico in a World Cup. Chicharito and Carlos Vela, of course, of LAFC and of LA Galaxy. So a little food for thought for Mexico here uh in their World Cup. And then playing on Thursday, December 1st are, are the last two CONCACAF teams. Canada is up first at 10 a.m. Eastern time. They are playing uh, Morocco. So, Raheem, uh, who do you have? What's the score? Uh, unfortunately, I have one nothing Morocco. Uh, I like to be pooping one, but we'll see. Jamie, who do you have? I think it could be quite an uh, insane game, I think. As he mentioned earlier, there's been some maybe some some holes in the in the Canadian defence in the field with someone like Atiba Hutchinson being of being of such an age. And I think there could be goals at both ends. I'm gonna go for a two-all draw and Tejon to Tejon Buchanan to continue shining. <sighs> Sorry, Raheem. I'm gonna go with Morocco three nothing. I just think they're too to stop right now and I love seeing these African teams just balling out um, and really representing CAF to the best of their ability um, so give me Morocco 3-0 and then finally Costa Rica and Germany play at 2 o'clock eastern time in the afternoon I have the Ticos winning this game and I have them winning 2-1 to one with another 
late game winning goal this time from Joel Campbell because I think he needs it. Um, Jamie. One of the, the best players to watch this tournament so far, despite Germany being rubbish for me, has been Jamal Musiala continuing that form he's shown for Bayern Munich breaking into the first team for both club and country. And I think he may well star again. Had such a good game today against Spain. Um, so yeah, I'm going to say he'll he'll be at the four and Germany will play out a, a tight, but in the end get the 2-0 win. Oh, Jamie, I hope you're wrong. Raheem. Um, I'm going to go similar to Jamie, so I'm going to say 3-1 Germany. Oh, gentlemen, no belief for the Ticos. What is going on here? Have they not inspired you after that 7-0 walloping? <sighs> Maybe I'll make a fan out of you guys next World Cup. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to our last words. Uh, Jamie, we will let you go first. Where can the lovely folks find you on Twitter? And any final thoughts that you would like to add to our show? Uh, so my Twitter at is rookiejnr 13 working for obviously the MLS side and the European side as well for the World Cup and beyond. And my last word would just be um important piece written by Joe Blackburn over at the football side of things about obviously all the ethical issues regarding Qatar as a host nation. It's it's not ideal. And whilst we want to enjoy the football, we can't overlook such such awful conditions for for people who are people at the end of the day. So, yeah, that would be head over. I think I retweeted it. So Joe Blackburn wrote a good piece just detailing all the atrocities that you need to know about. Jamie, good stuff. Raheem, final thoughts, and where can we find you on Twitter? So you can find me at Twitter at Bashira, B-A-S-H-I-R-R-A. So um, I'll be, you know, uh, sharing articles on soccer, uh, football for this uh, World Cup and uh, rugby, uh, and I'll also tweet about basketball. Um, look forward to the last game against Morocco. Uh, we're going to have some player profile articles coming up. Um, I know I did some, and Felipe did a, quite a good one on uh, Hoylet. And uh, we hope that people enjoy these player previews and uh, continuous coverage of Canada for the final World Cup game. And before I give my last words, just a thank you to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, the official scarf supplier of MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Don't forget to get your custom scarves for your group or team today at roughneckscarves.com. And of course, are you tired of the same old uniforms and cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? You're looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult, or even pro team. Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. With the motto, any design you want, seriously, let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com. Thank you to them, um, all of our sponsors. We appreciate you very much. My last words is just simply, los ticos, make us proud, boys. I'm very excited for the game. Also, of course, vamos United States, very excited for that game as well. Um, should be a really great wrap-up to the World Cup group stage matches, and I'm looking forward to it. I am on Twitter at Rachel Krigger. Um, once again, for myself, for Jamie, for Raheem, thank you to Last Word on Sports, Last Word on Soccer, 
our partners last word on football we are joining up with them for some world cup coverage it has been a lot of fun they are great guys over there and we have been enjoying working with them um thank you to roughneck scarves icarus fc beautiful game network and we will talk to the lovely people after the group stage has officially wrapped up and we have our bracket for the knockout rounds thanks for joining us and we will see you soon <laughs>